0: Parker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, 6720785.
1: At Sunlight Federal
2: Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. The Sheridan Farmers Market is back
3: for another great season. At Whitney Commons Park, you'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmers Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park, sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home.
4: Facing one's own mortality can be very challenging. At the time of a loss, emotions run very high and decisions can be very hard to make. This is Carrie Kimmel with Sheridan Funeral Home and I have been helping families plan ahead for this difficult time for 10 years. I would be honored to help you through every step of the planning process. Visit SheridanFuneral.com or 307-683-9200 Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremations. Compassionate service for the Sheridan community. When you talk to your pets, this is what they hear. Wah, 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 wah. And your dog replies <coughs> Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals, raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Net. Wah, 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 wah. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too, which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall right now. Hi, this is Ken with Prime Rate Motors, and we are looking to buy your clean-used vehicles, campers, UTVs, and tractors of any age. Are your payments too high? We will also downtrade you out of your current vehicle into a more affordable one. Or if you just need a professional assessed value of your current car, truck, or SUV, we do on-the-spot appraisals. Stop by 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan or call 674-6677 and also see our full inventory at primeratemotors.com.
0: Got a chip? Or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. Novus Auto Glass has certified technicians to put your windshield concerns at ease. We strive for professional quality work. Novus provides a lifetime and national warranties on all installations. Novus Auto Glass, 1034 Broadway Street or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment.
1: Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Wyoming Game and Fish Public Information Specialist for the Sheridan Region. Christina Schmidt. Good morning, Christina, and good welcome morning. back. Thanks. Uh, it's always good to see How's your summer been going so far? You said yesterday you were up catching frogs.
5: I was. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Uh, our fisheries crew does a sur- amphibian survey, so I got to go tag along and help them. It was a lot of fun. It was now, a great day to be out.
1: When it comes to frogs, last year we had a bullfrog problem. Do we still have that problem?
5: Yeah. Yeah, so they're here uh. um, to stay um, in Mavrakas Pond is is where. So the first one was heard out at um, Acme, uh, out in that area a, a few years ago, and then discovered them at Mavrakas. So they are still there. Um, yeah, they're, they're very prolific breeders. I mean, once they're there, they're very hard to, I, I mean, I don't know if you can eradicate them. They're, oh, they're very prolific breeders. Um, they eat just about anything that that can fit in their mouth. I mean, all other frogs, snakes, you know, everything. They're voracious, so they they outcompete a lot of other other things. They're, um, yeah, they're here to stay. Unfortunately, so. And yeah, they're they're here at least in in some certain spots that we've identified. So
1: we probably have no idea how they got here. We just no, maybe maybe no. someone brought a bullfrog, thought it was cute, and the parents said, "Nope, go release that. I don't want it in the house."
5: I, very well. It, there's lots of theories on like how it could have happened, um, but yeah, probably we'll never know. Uh, but uh, they
1: have a very specific call, though, don't they,
5: they? Do. And in fact, we'll probably talk about this um, again, maybe in. August too but but certainly now as well um, you know we do ask folks maybe to listen for them in new places so again we know you know that, that we have found them out at the um, the clean burn area mavracus uh, pond here in town we found them there um, but if you're out and about anywhere else this is the time of year in fact we were out at mavracus uh day before yesterday saw a bunch and uh, by the time we were leaving later in the afternoon they were starting to crank up with their calls and, and like you said it's very distinct and so we knew exactly like oh the bullfrogs were talking so uh, you know if you're out and about um, keeping an, an ear out, if you hear a bullfrog, and, and you can get online and listen to recordings of them if you're not familiar with them, but it, it is very distinct. You would know pretty immediately. It doesn't sound like any of our natives, um, and most of ours are done breeding. They're just starting to like start talking the, the July-August time frame. So if if you hear some in, in different areas that, that we don't already know that they're at, give us a call so we can investigate.
1: Absolutely. and We'll send a team out there. They'll do a survey. Uh, basically, uh, and if correct me if I'm wrong, but like a survey, they'll lay out their traps, and then they'll come back, they'll check them, they'll see what's inside of them, and then kind of base the population density off of that, right?
5: Well, um, I... There are herpet- so we do have a statewide herpetologist so I don't know what she does so that's so the surveys we did yesterday we were looking and and, and catching there's a, a a route that we walked and, and counted so that was kind of different and distinct for the bullfrogs we're we're going to to listen as well listen and look and just to verify if they're there um you know density is irrelevant again, irrelevant you know because again you know they're not something we want. Necessarily. Um, so one is here. just too dang so many. One anyway. is too yeah. many already. Um, and like I said, they're very prolific. And, um, you know, once they're there and established and breeding, it's, it's, would be very, very difficult to try to eradicate them.
1: I, I think there's, you know, maybe some people out there who, who might be saying, well, why don't we just poison these animals or poison AIS or something? It's, it's one of those things where if we do something like that, it affects everybody else especially when it comes to water type environments doesn't it right i you can't really just go in and poison one thing it's going to end up affecting the entire ecosystem and so once something like that is here boy we're we're in it deep uh, because we can't get rid of them
5: right yeah it's the old old adage of prevention is the key right you know so you know that's a lot of the reason for some of the regulations we have like not moving you know um, water animals from place to place right you don't want to put accidentally or intentionally something where where it shouldn't be um, so um, yeah it does happen we gosh saratoga lake they just uh they did have to do a full eradication of that pond um due to goldfish they had no kidding yeah so we do see that and again i think that might be what the scenario you're talking about where it was someone's pet they don't want it anymore or, oh we'll give it a chance and they go put it in a pond and and they took over
1: best intentions best right.
5: intentions and yeah never never do that um yeah there's there's no <laughs> no animals we want moved around anywhere
1: uh. Well, um, on on a different note, uh, the Sheridan Regional Office. You guys are closing at noon on the fourteenth. Going to go uh, enjoy yes. some rodeo
5: on on Friday. Yes, we will close at noon. So if you have any business you need taken care of that morning, certainly come between eight and noon, uh, get that done. And there are a lot of other things you can do online if need be as well. You know, you can purchase a fishing license or you know AISD or things like that online. But if you if you specifically need to come into the office. Uh, Yeah, 8 to noon on Friday will be open, closing at noon, and then, of course, back open the next Monday at 8.
1: Now, when it comes to purchasing uh, those decals online, you guys will end up sending that to me in the mail correct okay all right so probably two to three business days it arrives at the door
5: Uh, yeah i'm not sure exactly how long it takes but you can purchase so ais decals you could purchase at the office you can purchase at other license selling agents in town um, or online yeah so you could purchase those but we do have some confusion people think they can purchase them at the watercraft check stations and you cannot okay Uh, so those are very specific for inspecting watercraft Um, if you don't have a decal they'll say hey you need to get a decal here's where you could get one but they don't actually sell decals at the check stations
1: now when it comes to those check stations they've decided to stay open a little bit later and open a little earlier right they've extended their hours lately
5: well yeah um you know we talked about this in the spring a little bit when we were kind of getting up and going before the full boating season was in swing um you know i think it was thursday through sunday and and you know just some limited days and hours until traffic picked up and of course now we are in the thick of boating season and summer and so it is very busy so we do try to accommodate um folks trying to get out on the water and so yeah the the sheridan check station here is open seven days a week from 7 a.m to 7 p.m
1: okay so even though you guys would be closing at noon on the 14th will the check stations remain open so if okay perfect So me and the family are planning a friday outing we're still good to go. You're to still check. good
5: to go. Uh, yes, the check stations stay open. So, um, again, we'll be up until 7 p.m. that Friday evening. So uh, you could certainly go there and, and get an inspection. If you need an inspection outside of regular hours, um, you can go online, and we also have private inspectors um, and you could contact one of them. We have a map statewide um, of folks who have been certified gone through our training process they can do an inspection as well so there is a map statewide of of places or people you could contact to get that done Um, but of course again we try to make it as easy as possible with our extended hours to, to have folks get that done.
1: And seven days a week I mean (laughs) <laughs> Seven days a week. Can't be open anymore than that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, from what you hear, uh, just out of curiosity, you're out there talking to your people. Are the attitudes from the public supportive of these check stations? I mean, from what I hear here in the newsroom, a lot of people support these. They're like, okay, yeah, it's kind of a pain to have to pull over, but. AIS, man, we do not want these muscles in our water.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's been a pretty successful education campaign over the years. Um, even kids, when I go talk to kids at different education programs, they know. What really? AIS, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I think folks are really familiar with it. They, you know, in these check stations we've had open for years, I think people really understand um, the need for them and, and again, it's prevention it's it's really helping and, and we have had boats come through with muscles um yeah. so you know it, it's it's not a theoretical it, it does happen and of course you know last fall pactola reservoir and the black hills came up positive so they're right at the doorstep you know they they are here and and again we we can prevent them we just need um the public's cooperation not moving you know not moving any water between water bodies, um, stopping at the check stations. They'll, they'll check everything. And, and, and they work hard to get you right back on the road. They know folks are trying to get to their destinations, and, and we have a great group of folks that do inspections thoroughly quickly get folks back on the road and
1: it's not just muscles we're looking for there's also uh, a lot of the plant life which I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up and it was quite a while ago but uh you brought it up that you know you could be transporting plants without knowing it and those are are maybe not as dangerous to infrastructure and water quality but they are dangerous to other environments
5: yeah certainly uh nuisance as well yeah. you know curly pondweed is the one we think of and and um you know that's out at keyhole i know reed moore our ais specialist who you've visited with us before he he bought a specialized rake uh, a couple years ago and and around one of the boat docks i think at keyhole he collected a bunch it was like 80 pounds of oh, vegetation. He, you know it's just again really prolific it 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 just grows into this thick dense mat of vegetation and then it's just kind of yucky to to get in and out uh you know th- trying to get your boat in and out and and if you want to do anything in the water around that you know it's just <laughs>
1: you're walking through yeah, it right so
5: so you're right that's you know they're not just looking for animals they're looking for plants any little bit of of plant material mud you know all of that stuff that might be stuck to the hull of your boat um Just trying to uh, get all of that off. Again, it's best when you get your boat out of the water at one water body, go through, empty out anything that's holding water wipe off any of that kind of stuff that's attached and, and that'll really help.
1: Clean, drain, dry.
5: Clean, drain, dry. Clean, yep. d- drain, yep. and
1: dry. Alright, uh, hunter education classes, are they being offered right now?
5: You know, we had quite a few in the spring um, and including at a lot of the schools which is really great. Um, and really? Uh-huh, yep. We had um, we have some schools that have offered um, as part of like after school program. So I uh, had quite a few kids go through the programs this spring and we do have one coming up here in Sheridan at the end of July and I looked this morning there's like a half dozen seats left so if anyone needs the class go ahead and I would sign up for that if those days and times work for you Um, it'll be a Thursday night Friday night all day Saturday right at the end of July here in Sheridan so um, as we've talked about before as it gets closer to hunting season There are fewer chances to take a class, so if you need it, I would certainly do that pretty quick.
1: Just get in and and get it done, and that way you've got it all signed off, teaser crosses, uh, you know, and and you can just head out there. Because these classes fill up so dang fast. Uh, That's one thing that I I have learned in this seat. When an opening pops up, you better jump on it now, because it is going to get full uh, now, uh, has the department found enough teachers? Because I know we were looking for some hunter ed teachers. Uh, do yeah. we have enough right now?
5: Yeah, we uh, did an instructor certification or, again earlier this year, and we had several new instructors get oh, get fantastic. certified. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we have, we have some really fantastic long-time ones. In fact, we have one uh, in town who's been teaching more than 50 years. Uh, He's pretty incredible. Um, Lots of people have have gone through hunter ed with him as their instructor. Generational. Generational, yes, yes. Um, And, uh, in fact, my husband has a card that he went through his class when he was a kid. um, But, uh, yeah, we did get some new instructors and certainly anyone else who has a passion for hunting and wants to work with new hunters and get them certified in safe, ethical uh, hunting let us know uh we're going to try and 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 get on a schedule of once a year getting you know folks who want to be instructors certified and go through the process and all of that so but uh yeah we do have a great a group of new instructors, and pretty excited about
1: that. Well, that's fantastic to hear because usually, you know, uh, whenever you and I talk about this, we're still looking for folks. So to know that you have got uh, a whole class of them out there, probably ready, eager to go, uh, yeah. if they just finished up. I know I would be. Um, Hunter Ed is is so important. It's it's not just uh, the safety aspect of it. It's the it's the ethical culture of it, and uh, and we'll talk more. With our Sheridan Region Game and Fish Department, right after this, you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
2: First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Noah's Ark Christian Preschool is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're
0: giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Shared Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
2: Rodeo Week like a brand new Chevrolet from Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. Rodeo Week is here. Stop down. Check out the new lineup of Chevy Silverados. Whether you're heading to the fairgrounds or your favorite watering hole, these new Silverados are the truck of choice and will get you anywhere. Open all Rodeo Week long and Saturday until 4. Get wild at Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. Official sponsor of the Sheridan Wild Rodeo 107 East Alger.
3: Wild Vision Associates in Sheridan says, distracted driving is one of the biggest causes of auto accidents nationwide and right here this summer season slow down around schools and residential communities stay alert so our kids don't get hurt this message from wild vision associates in sheridan for quality professional eye care for the whole family call them at 307-682-2747 wild
4: vision associates 682-2747 frackleton's is now back for dinner on monday nights and attention all ladies looking for a fun night out with your girlfriends come join us at frackleton's monday evenings where ladies get happy hour prices all evening relax and unwind in our stylish and welcoming atmosphere and let our friendly staff take care of all your needs whether you're celebrating a special occasion or just catching up with friends dinner at frackleton's mondays with our ladies night is the perfect way to do it don't miss out See you on Monday evenings at Brackleton's. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today. And you too will have cool, clear water.
0: Hi, this is Liz Kincaid, host of the new video podcast called Sheridan County Ag Update. Join me each week as I visit with folks in our area about local agriculture issues, rodeo, 4-H, FFA, and more. You can find my video podcast each week and past interviews under the podcast tab or on the front page of SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan County Ag Update is presented by Heartland Kubota, Cowboy State Bank, and True Built Builders. So join me, Liz Kincaid, host of Sheridan County Update on sharedmedia.com.
1: Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning we're speaking with Wyoming Game and Fish Public Information Specialist for our region, the Sheridan region, Christina Schmidt. After three decades of service, Game Warden Jim Seaman has retired for those who may not know of him this man was a legend in the forest a great investigator and a warden and we here at sheridan media want to thank him for his years of dedicated service to the people and the wildlife of wyoming we also want to welcome warden sarah dugan who has been appointed to the warden position over in buffalo christina what is the role of game wardens in the department
5: well very unique um so they do law enforcement i think that's what most folks would associate with with a game warden they uh, are officially law enforcement they are officially law enforcement so they have all gone through the law enforcement academy they are peace officers um but in wyoming it's kind of unique and actually visiting with some folks that have come here to be wardens from other states this is a big draw for them is that a portion of your time is spent on the biology and management aspect of wildlife so um in some other states it's pure law enforcement so really? all, all you're doing is pure law enforcement here you also interact and work very closely with your local wildlife biologists so you are involved in population surveys you're involved with setting seasons and things like that so the science the science of it and and visiting with like i said folks that have come from other places it's unique here and and they really like that aspect of getting involved in, in that portion as well, um, and, and getting to do some of the science and biology of it. So, yeah, it, it's quite a job. It's um, very unique. Um, you know, you, you certainly get some pretty incredible experiences. Oh, yeah. Um, and,
1: and I think that's one of the, the great aspects of it, because I didn't know that other states didn't allow our wardens to do that. I always kind of thought it just went hand in hand. You're a game warden, you're a scientist, and a law enforcement official
5: yeah yeah so um it you know it varies state by state what responsibilities are but here in Wyoming that's the way it's set up is is to to have kind of both both angles
1: why I'll tell you what if I was going to warden it then I would want (laughs) to be in this state because you know don't get me wrong law enforcement it's fun it's got its aspects right but on your day-to-day you know what are they doing out there Uh, in other states you know whereas you could be studying wildlife and you know keeping an eye out kind of way and so it just always i don't know i didn't know that other states didn't do it kind of takes me by surprise
5: it it, it just it varies yeah
1: now speaking of uh licenses and getting things done uh legal wise you guys have got some leftover licenses coming up for which hunting seasons
5: so for this fall so so we had the initial draw And everything that was left over went into a second draw, so leftover draw. And everything that was left out of that, um, as of this morning, went on sale over the counter. Um, And that's first come, first serve. So, in fact, we had folks at the office this morning, I think, that were buying licenses already. Um, So, general licenses, which residents can buy, those went on sale this morning, as well as those leftover limited quota licenses. I'm I'm
1: surprised we have any leftover.
5: So, there are. um, And so, here's the caution that we tell folks, is these leftovers, a lot of times, either are restricted to private land only so like the tag is can can only be used on private land or they might be in a hunt area where there is difficult public access right so um it definitely you want to take a look at the license the type the hunt area all of that and decide if it's something that you'll be able to do and certainly if it is private land only or somewhere with difficult public access do a little homework try to identify somewhere you could go first
1: i access yes
5: before you purchase the the license yeah so um but they are available um again they're sold on a first come first served basis you can get online um if you hit the apply or buy button at the top that should take you there's a couple buttons once you get into that web page you can look at what is left over statewide and it's updated constantly because these are being sold all over the state so this database will update constantly on okay, you know there's 169 left there's 167 left um, so you can get online and look and see what is left statewide if there's anything of interest that you would like to put in for um so you can take a look there and then you can either purchase online or come into the office or a licensed selling agent
1: so definitely get down there get yourself a license if you haven't received one yet but keep in mind it comes with a challenge
5: yeah yeah just again pay attention Be sure you know what you're signing up for with with the different licenses. And, of course, we have the Hunt Planner, which is a great tool for folks to go on and learn in-depth about all the different hunt areas around the state. You can pick the one you're interested in and read about it, read about access, um, harvest success rates, all those things. Great tool.
1: Now, there's also permission slips. Uh, Can you tell us about the Hunter Management Area Permission Slip? applications yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a mouthful
5: so it is part of the access yes that you just referenced Um, so within access yes we have walk-in areas that folks are familiar with those are private tracts of land um, where the landowner has uh, worked with the department to allow the public in Uh, you can find a map of those online there are you know specific dates specific species that are allowed it's not just uh you know anything you, d- you do need to read specifically for your walk-in area what they allow to be hunted there um, and then you know rules specific to that property and then you just like it says you can walk in you don't have to contact a landowner you don't have to do anything like that you're able to just walk in um then we have hunter management areas and again these are Uh, private tracts of land where the the landowner allows access but they tend to be larger um, type places Um, and again they'll have specific species listed dates things like that but for these you do need a permission slip Um, some areas um, it depends on where you are in the state some there's unlimited ones so you, you can put in and, and you'll get one, but you do have to have one. So it's not a walk-in. Again, you still have to have a permission slip, but maybe it's unlimited. They just try to keep track of, of who's going in and out and, and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, a has got the right to know that, right? Right. <laughs> I'd um, like to know who's out there shooting right, stuff. Right, right.
5: Um, and then other ones are limited there might be just a set number that are available or you know maybe you know a set number during certain times so that's where this application process comes in so um, you can apply um, again if you go to our website and if you click the public access tab at the top that'll take you to like walk-in areas and hunter management areas will be listed you can click on that brings up a statewide map you can zoom in on specific places again read about each property to make sure you know some places might allow deer hunting but no pronghorn or pronghorn but no elk Um, so make sure you know that they allow hunting for the species that you have a license for um and then it'll take you through a little information um for the permission slip like you might have to specify the dates that you're interested in going so you might want to have that narrowed down um, vehicle same thing because again you'll get a permission slip and it'll say you know you, you're in a you know black dodge or whatever it is Um, and you can change that later but do try to have that information um, because they'll you know that's part of the application process and later if need be if you need to change it you can but have a little bit of information gathered up for that application process um, for those. And those open up, I believe, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. So um, the other thing you do have to do, and this is why it's starting after today, is you do have to have a license. So you do need to enter your license number. As part of the application. As part of the application process. So have your license first, which, again, you can get starting today, and then that application process is tomorrow.
1: Now, uh, before I let you go, um there was one more thing i wanted to talk to you about you and i weren't uh, able to have this conversation but the bear that had to be euthanized uh, it's absolutely heartbreaking every time it has to happen uh sounds like this little guy had been relocated before but as you and i've talked about in the past they get so uh, what's the word um
5: we call it food conditioned, conditioned, yeah, habituated. Come, um, came
1: right back to eat at that one spot. They, they
5: do, yeah. That they
1: knew there's food there. Yeah. I mean, gosh, that it, what was it like forty five miles or something? You walked. Um,
5: this, like, oh, well, so that was the one in Sheridan you're referring to. So yeah, yeah she um, yeah she had been caught um, in Sheridan almost to the day two years ago um right down on fifth street kind of in that fifth and val vista right there at the bridge that goes over uh one street closer to the bridge um but right right in the middle of town and we had had reports um of her on the edge of town like a day or two before and then all of a sudden she was in town so um we were able to relocate her and um yeah at least 46 air miles Um, and um yeah it Sometimes they can come right back. We've had them come back, you know, within 10 days. For her, it was two years. Um, You know, we didn't see or hear from her again for two years, and then all of a sudden she was back in Sheridan in in the South Park area. So, um, you know, it just goes back to they're they're very smart. You know, bears are smart, um, and they're hungry. And
1: they remember.
5: They remember, and she knew hey there was food here once before I bet you there's food here again so she she did come to town and you know it's it's that risk reward that we always talk about like you know naturally they tend to be afraid of people but once they start getting food when they're around people they're not as afraid you know because they're getting a reward for being near residences and probably kind of
1: picking up that those humans they don't do much They, (laughs) they stand there and yell at me that's about
5: yeah it's uh you know and it's It's not safe. It's not safe to have bears that um, lose their fear of humans and and are comfortable being around residences and people and all the busyness that goes with that. So, um, again, we're back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show: prevention. Prevention. We really can't prevent a lot of these conflicts, but it does require folks to take some time to, you know, look around their property, put up anything that a bear might get into. and, you know, make, make that effort is, is what we need.
1: So jump on uh, the Game and Fish website. They've got an excellent page, an entire section of the website dedicated to this. It's called Be Bear Wise. And uh, I reference it in stories all the time because we do live in bear country. We're sharing it with them. And uh, so we, as the responsible people, have to take steps to make sure that we keep them safe. Christina, I want to thank you for coming in (laughs) and visiting with us today. It's always informative and fantastic when you stop by.
5: Well, thanks for always having me. (laughs) Appreciate it.
1: All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
2: bank and trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan media as part of their community commitment. Noah's Ark Christian preschool is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're
0: giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank for details. First federal bank and trust and Sheridan media present community commitment member FDIC.
4: Today's Wild Rodeo update is brought to you by Bucks Travel Stop. Join us for the Hot Summer night Vintage Car Show this Friday. Find out more at BucksTravelStop.com. Okay, it's Wednesday, July 12th, and we start the day at 7 a.m. with PRCA and WPRA Slack at the fairground. At 5 p.m., the carnival, featuring the rides you love, new rides, fun games, prizes, and the goodies you look forward to every year. Then at 6 p.m., it's Send in the Clowns with the pre-rodeo entertainment. At 7 p.m., it's time for that adrenaline rush as you witness these true legends of the arena. Saddle up and experience the heart-pounding excitement of that 92nd Sheridan-YO rodeo with the top cowboys and cowgirls from all over the world fearlessly facing off against Bull, Bronx, and the clock. Cheer them on as they battle for glory in the bragging rights. From bucking Bronx, the bull riding, rodeo clowns, and the hugely popular World Championship Indian Relay races, well, the Wild Rodeo is one action-packed ride.
1: Shan Foster with the Country Pet In talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing.
4: If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. But what about when Joe Squirrel runs by? What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now, by doing that, you take care of a lot of the behavioral issues shyness issues, aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role, a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it, stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues, you name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me, go to countrypetin.com or call 674-8582. Are you an avid golfer looking to improve your game? Do you want to avoid injuries and play pain-free?
6: Call Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000. Dr. Hardy has been helping golfers of all levels for years using a combination of chiropractic techniques and personalized treatment plans to help you achieve your goals. Many golfers suffer from common injuries such as lower back pain or shoulder discomfort, but with Dr. Hardy's expertise, you can get back on the course and enjoy the game you love. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, Dr. Hardy can help improve your swing, flexibility, and balance, giving you the competitive edge you need to reach your full potential. So if you're ready to take your golf game to the next level, call Atlas Chiropractic at 672-6000 and book your appointment with Dr. Colin Hardy. Your game will thank you. Atlas Chiropractic and Dr. Colin Hardy, helping you achieve your best game yet.
1: Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Sheridan County Undersheriff Lieutenant Devereaux Johnson. Good morning, Undersheriff, and I want to thank you for taking some time to jump in here with us this yeah, morning. absolutely. Good morning. Kinda Thanks for having me. contacted you last minute yesterday, but I uh, greatly appreciate you coming yeah, in because it's getting to the point traffic's getting a little crazy right uh, i wanted to go eat at a certain spot yesterday and my wife looked at me and said you know what i don't want to drive there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. just the traffic yeah yeah uh, it's rodeo week yeah, yeah. Uh, it yeah. really changes things around yeah. plus we've got all this construction on top of it right i mean yeah. which which adds uh, folks getting a little crazy now and then yeah. yep. and before we get into like the tips on on how to get around just a little bit better I want to talk about the odd fascination with uh, people and road rage. Sure. Now, because I got to thinking about it yesterday. Someone cut me off. Uh I I was a little perturbed. I was a little perturbed. But then I thought, you know, what if I pulled over and it was that person or this person? I'd be like, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You know, people see things different. When they're behind the wheel for some reason it, yeah. it it becomes the car, not the person in the car. Have sure. you noticed right.
6: this? Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting, you know um, I was reading an article the other day. About uh, um, and I, I apologize I can't cite where I where I was reading from oh, okay. but um, I remember uh, uh, specifically it pointed towards um, so kind of a weird increase in in these across the nation in some of these kind of odd road rage you know people knocking on the wrong door or you know just just weird things. Um, and you know I think we're fortunate in in Sheridan that uh, you know we're such a small community that for the most part you know many many people know each other around here right but that kind of points towards your point of you know when you say you don't you don't know who's behind the the um The wheel of the other car or or what kind of day they've had or what they've got going on in their life, right? Like, um, there's always, there's always two sides to every single story. Um, so I was always, I, when I was more, more on patrol, um, you know, not that I'm not now, but when that was my sole function, um, with the police department, when I was with them or the sheriff's office now, uh, uh you find out really quickly just how important it is to get both sides of the story on every single incident especially things like road rages and you know really any investigation but like i say you just don't ever know What's going on in that other per- person's life, right? Like it's 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 we we preach all the time. I think that you need to be paying attention when you're driving, and it's not just for the driver. It's for the um, at least I know when I come in here, I say this pretty often that we're watching out for the citizens. It's the summertime; the kids are out, you know. We're we people people are trying to walk and go to the park. You know, I mean, people are are having a good a good time, and uh, um, but I, I think it's also uh, I think it's also a very um true thing to to realize that sometimes we can get distracted by our own issues <laughs> going on our own life, day right yeah. you know so you know you, you you make a mistake and we all make mistakes and you make that driving mistake which we we hope and we pray is a minor thing where let's say you run a stop sign no one is hurt and it's like, oh, my gosh. And you, and you might have that blink of, oh, man, I, I think I just ran a stop sign, right? I mean, I think most, if not all of us, have been there. Guilty. Um, right, yeah. Guilty. So, you know, mistakes happen. But, um, you know, on the other side where where the, the driver at the other stop sign who expected, you know, it's my turn to go. And then now, now they've narrowly avoided um, a, a traffic crash and my wife had this happen to her during the winter while she was dropping my daughter off you know at our daycare i mean it's scary right it's yeah. scary it's frustrating it's it's something that um changed her day yeah didn't? exactly yeah. you know and you want to hope that everyone's always paying attention and again that's what we come on here and, and try to help and like i say preach to try and help people keep that in mind but when it happens i you know i I uh, I can't stress enough that you know if it's if it's so egregious that um, you're concerned that there might be something that you need to call in like a DUI ready report please do so you know I mean I think that's the always the main point and we we also try and say that same thing to. Um, uh, to off-duty officers and uh, you know folks that are um you know when you're when we're outside of our own jurisdiction you know if I'm over visiting family I got some family in South Dakota if I see something illegal going on what we try and say is we'll be a good witness you know mm-hmm. unless unless we're talking you know a, a potential threat to um, serious bodily injury or death you know where someone's potentially driving and like I say it's a ready report be a good witness call it in. Do what you can to try and get law enforcement there and get them involved. And I think that's also the same thing for when you run into some of these um, road rage incidents, even here locally, you know, is try to be the good witness. Try to be the advocate for a minute, excuse me, of um, thinking about what's potentially going on in this other person's life. Right. Like they ran a stop sign. OK, I, I do. I get that. But at the at the same time, I think we should try and be a little um conscious of two sides of every story right like <laughs> what's going on so
1: absolutely and yeah. and I uh, you know it's you get behind the wheel. Someone cuts you off, something happens, and you don't see the person anymore. You see the car. Sure, right. You know, and right. your brain's like, I'm going to take yeah. out that car. You know, that, yeah. that car is the problem. Right. But, yep, there's somebody behind that wheel. Now, with the increase in traffic, uh, I've already heard some people talk about how it's getting a little crazy, not just in the city. But a lot of folks are saying, wow, the, the mountain's getting really full as well. Have you been up there lately?
6: You know, I went up, um, gosh, I think it was... Uh, Last weekend, I think, I went up um, and I took my my little girl, my my little two-year-old girl. We went fishing up at Sibley. Um, So a really great day. But, you know, when we got up there, there was no one there. But when we left, it was busy for sure. There was was a lot of folks up there. Um, But more so, what was even more crazy is... uh, I guess it, maybe not last week. It must have been the weekend before because I remember saying it's the first part of July. I remember telling my wife that as we were going, and there was snow on the ground, and not, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it was I think it was ten a.m. Um, and uh, you know, maybe uh, at, you know, um, I'm a Wyoming native, and I've spent a lot of a lot of time in the Bighorns. But man, I don't remember seeing snow on the ground in the first week of July ever. Uh, it's been interesting. so
1: green. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was
6: amazing. Yeah, and it was it was still stuck on the ground. There was I mean, it was a solid inch or two that wasn't melted you know and and so that was pretty interesting to see that there was still snow on the ground.
1: You know uh, Laura Dallas she's uh, the public representative for Wynon she said she just happened to be in here uh, the other day kind of just doing PSAs public service announcements and things like that due to all the construction and she stopped by the office and uh, I can't remember what day it was so it's going to be very hard but she said you know this morning the guys were in the plows They were up plowing.
6: Yeah. And
1: I I mean, that was this month. That wasn't that long ago. Right. And I just remember looking at Ron Richter, our other reporter who was in the room with me. And I was like, man, do you ever remember it being like this? He's been doing this job 20 years. And he said, no, don't remember that at all. You know, get the plows out in July. Right. Holy cow. It's wild. So, what are some things that folks can do while we've got all this traffic going on during uh, our rodeo week? Uh, We're kind of in the thick of it now.
6: Yeah, so uh, I mentioned this, you know, at the end of last month when I came up and um, sat with you for a while. And I, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is while we have all the uh, events and the tourism and all the folks that are here locally trying to get out and enjoy some of these events, it's a plan ahead. Um, excuse me. Uh, I think if you plan ahead... Um, and you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I wanna go. I guess let's use the 1 p.m. duck races in Kendrick Park on Friday. Right. <laughs> like let's use that as an example. Um, we know that that's, you know, just off of downtown. You know, we gotta make our way, depending on where you live, you might have to make your way through there. We know that there's lots of tourism, you know, so you gotta really try and account for just how much time is it gonna take me not only to get to the park but where are you, where are you actually going to leave your vehicle when you get there you know like like that's that's some of the consideration that I think doesn't always um you know come to mind of, of just okay, I just have to drive there and then I'm there there's gonna be a lot of folks right <laughs> so plan ahead um and I think that's the number one uh tip that I can give of as far as when they're they when we're looking at these busy summertime events is is trying to be a little. More prepared and be early,
1: right? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's kind of like driving in the winter, right? Uh, right, where you're like, take uh, the amount of time that it would take you regularly to get someplace, add fifteen minutes, right? Right, exactly. You know, and, yep. and because uh, I think we've all been in that situation, yeah, where we're like, I'm just gonna run down there. It'll be five minutes. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, there's nowhere to park, right? And and parking is going to be such a big issue. Oh. So so uh, I I think that's uh, probably my recommendation you know <laughs> just automatically assume there's going to be nowhere to park right yeah. directly in front i'm going to end up having to walk a couple blocks
6: right. yeah now, I, think, I think that goes sorry i don't mean to cut you no, off. No, i think that go just ahead. also you know is important to mention for the parade you know i i think especially with the change in the route because they're starting um behind wells fargo going down brooks and then they'll cut across works and go up gould um and you know i, I think you know i ultimately we all understand that there's construction going on on main street that needs to be done and, and i think everyone's on the same page about that but when you're um when you're considering g- going to the parade this friday um you know really give that some thought that it starts at 10 um where are you going to park because ultimately you're going to want to actually go and see it you might have to park out where it's available on main street or you know where where it's available on some of the other side streets and um potentially walk to wherever you're gonna want to sit and watch so just keep that in mind as you go through because we all want to go down and watch and um, you know, be a part of it because it's a it's a pretty big deal and it, as it should be um, for the parade. And
1: I'm going to throw my E6 hat on here real yeah, quick and yeah. I'm going to tell everybody, make sure that you're taking some water with you.
6: There you go. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, you want to get there early. You want to have uh, the right space. You want to sit with your family and watch this parade. But, uh, you know, Agreed. I got to looking at that street and there's just <laughs> right. not half the shade out there. Yeah. that yep. is usually out there on Maine. So just make sure that you're taking maybe even take an umbrella you right. know and yeah. no one's gonna no one's gonna fault you right for having an umbrella to yeah. keep your skin from burning off yeah. during this whole thing so right. water and shade make sure that you've got them both when you head out there don't forget that fold-up chair either now uh, you said you were up on the mountain still had some snow out there I only got about two minutes left uh, yeah. if that is it getting drier uh, it, I mean is it finally drying out
6: you know I I was thinking after that um, after that uh, snow that I saw up there I was like man, this is probably this has got to be it <laughs> right <laughs> i can 't imagine we 're going to be seeing a whole lot more, but um, you know on on the uh, on the reports and the weather that I keep seeing you know and these rainstorms that keep coming through, which is great and good you know i, I don 't know how much drier it is since i 've been up there to be honest i uh, Um, I'm all about it, you know, but I think that's also uh, something to keep in mind. There was some road closures up there just because of how wet it was. Um, And we really, really need to be aware and cognizant of that those road closures are put in place so that folks don't get um, stuck up there. You know, I mean... I if I can and you know I throw a uh, shout out to our search and rescue folks here because they're they're staying busy and they're doing what they they want um to do to to help our community out but we also don't want to put them in a position where they're going up and they're they're dedicating resources just because the road closure signs aren't being heated right so we need to keep those things in mind and last I knew some of those road closures were lifted um which I think I think shows that there is some drying out going on up there, but you know, uh, it's uh, we all love to share that mountain. We need to take care of it, you know, and 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 take care of the watching where those roads are. So,
1: thank you so much, under sheriff. Yep. I greatly appreciate yep. it. Yep. And uh, thanks for thanks me. thanks for jumping in here. You've been Many listening time, to really? Public Pulse so on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. share
2: Sheridan Wild Rodeo, one of the biggest events in Sheridan. Time for family, friends, and visitors from all
3: over the world to come home.
2: The First Federal Bank and Trust family would like to extend a big welcome home to everyone.
3: First Federal is a trusted local bank committed to our community, sponsoring the nightly Indian Relay Races and helping bring you live coverage of the Friday morning live stream and broadcast on SheridanMedia.com. So welcome home from the First Federal Bank and Trust family, a true community bank for over 88 years. Member FDIC.
0: Shipton's Big R is proud to be one of your sponsors for this week's Sheridan Y.O. Rodeo. There's nothing like the heart-pounding action, leaving it all out in the dirt. To make sure you're ready for all the PRCA rodeo action, Shipton's Big R is offering a great deal from Wrangler. Purchase $75 worth of Wrangler products, and you'll get a free rodeo ticket. While supplies last, Shipton's Big R offers the largest, most complete selection of Wrangler denim with more than 100 sizes in stock. Cowboy cut. Retro, Riggs Workwear, ultimate riding jeans for ladies, and 20x for men, women, and little ranch hands. It's time to get Sheridan YO Rodeo ready with Wrangler Western Wear and Shipton's Big R. Long live cowboys, long live cowgirls, long live Wrangler, and long live rodeo. Your free ticket offer is available now at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland
4: Drive.
6: At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North
3: Main Street, downtown Sheridan. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Sports.
0: Tommy, hi. Summer is finally here, and it's getting really hot out there.
3: Yeah, definitely air conditioning season.
0: You're right about that, and having working AC in your car will make your summer so much more enjoyable. So for the month of July, Sheridan Honda will recharge your AC and replace your cabin filter for only $129.99. Oh,
3: great deal.
0: And remember, Tommy, our skilled technicians can work on any year and any make and model.
3: All right, get cooled off for summer at Sheridan Honda and Sports.
2: In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and
0: Gillette. 103.9 FM is Newstalk 930. KROE. Sheridan.
2: KROE we